Welcome to the Mac DevOps YVR podcast. This podcast is about the Mac DevOps YVR conference in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. We interview guests and discuss topics around managing Macs using open source software products inspired by DevOps. Our goal is to encourage developers and IT to work together to solve problems for our community. For more information, see our website, mdoyvr.com. This is the Mac DevOps podcast. September is always interesting with school starting back and Mother Nature getting back at us and yeah, all all of the things. As uh, my my goddaughter started back to to school virtually uh, and uh, struggling to uh, to get online and and on top of that, we had uh, network outages because of the windstorm and and uh, trees and and whatnot down and cable for cable internet obviously is attached to those same uh telephone poles or power poles and uh yeah it's uh it's been an interesting interesting couple of days so all our schools are going back in person here so uh, really it's it's very interesting i know my kids uh are very excited to go back to school um more more worried about who's in their class and all that kind of stuff than anything else i know i'm 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 a little bit nervous and stressed about it. Hose uh, them down in hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, they, they really need it when I do that. There's a hand sanitizer sprinkler set up in the front lawn. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it just seems a little crazy to to go. But uh, I, the my older daughter she gets a uh, a free uh, city uh, transit card. Um, so I went and picked that up at the school for her and she's super excited because now she's an independent person. Freedom. Freedom to Freedom. travel the transit. <laughs> and I, normally I would have been very, very supportive of that. But for some reason, this global pandemic thing is just like making me a little stressed about that. Uh, why wash, should tell her to wash her hands and, and she'll yes. be good. Yeah, she's so got a mask. Don't, don't, the, don't lick the poles in the bus and you'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> Normal rules. Normal apply. rules apply, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, people are mostly good about wearing masks in the city here. Uh, but when we left the city, it felt like we'd gone to a land where everybody you know, pretended like nothing, nothing was happening. So nobody was wearing any masks when we left the city. So yeah, it, it is a strange uh, kind of dichotomy when, when you go somewhere that, that is not taking uh, things as seriously as other places. And uh, we, a couple of, a couple of weeks ago went for a, a ride uh, on um it's called the Trail of the Hiawatha. It's a rails to trails project that uh, has a two mile long train tunnel that's been converted into a bike path. So it's in the middle of the wilderness and people are like, who needs a mask? Why should we distance from you? Uh, so yeah. it's it's very, very different, and very odd. So, but much much like your camping adventures, it's off the grid and and it's kind of yeah. glorious to to unplug. I I feel like, a lot of us have been plugged in for for the last six months and and online and and working right yeah. to to fill that void instead of taking the the time with our commutes that would have been uh, for listening to podcasts or other other things that we might have done. You know, we've we've ended up with some more time on our hands, and, and I think a lot of people have have just taken to more work um, instead of uh, you know finding. Yeah 
finding finding time for themselves and i think just taking time for yourself i think yeah. is is important and and getting away from the the technology uh you know sometimes is is good and, and refreshing and and for us we're we're in the vestiges of the last of of summer as we head into to fall and then quickly into uh to winter and then like monty python says we quickly run around and skip over spring and hit winter and then here's fall uh, yeah i mean i just enjoyed being outside and on some different adventures we went on a couple of different trips one car camping trip one super hike up a mountain trip and one sort of a mixture of car camping and, and outdoor tenting and and uh yeah i just seen the kids laugh and smile and all of us hanging out together and playing cards and on two of our last trips the kids invented two different new card games you know they made a Dutch Blitz war game, which is kind of like war, but with Dutch Blitz. And another one they invented, I think they invented it called James Bond. And it seemed a lot like Dutch Blitz war, but with different cards. But uh, <laughs> them laughing and smiling, it, was, uh, it's, it definitely cheers my icy cold heart, you know. Um, and, and being outdoors is fun. And, uh, yeah, just I think being outdoors is good and healthy. Uh, for those of us who are indoors a lot, glued to our computers working and trying to uh trying to uh, survive uh you know the daily daily problem solving I, uh, I certainly appreciated not having my twitter or other social media on and yeah it's nice to get a break it's hard to not stare at it when it is on <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely um but a lot of interesting things have played out over the social medias uh you know as you alluded, uh, you know the the continuing strife between uh, Epic and and uh, Apple uh, as they they now threaten to uh, pull using login with your Apple ID uh, from from Epic's platform, and uh, you know this is it, it's one of those things that really uh, makes me question, you know, using other services to to do your authentication. Uh, in that sense, whether it's, you know, log in with Facebook or log in with Google uh, or log in with Apple, uh, your Apple ID, um, you know, it's it's at the whim of a very giant company to say you can no longer have access to that account. And if you haven't gone in and set an email address and possibly a secondary password, uh, you may lose full access to something that you paid for that uh, it just seems a little heavy handed. To me. Yeah, it's it's definitely out of the playbook of the Angry Dead. You know, I've never done that before. Gotten really mad, and I'm taking all your toys away. And <laughs> it's a very destructive approach to dealing with a problem. And uh, you know, yeah, I have no experience with that, but yeah, it's not constructive. Uh -huh. um, yeah, not cool because we all depend on these tools. And uh, yeah, just punishing um, these uh, game software publishers and game developers and developers. Uh, I think a lot of people are taking note and and uh, watching with interest. Yeah, I mean it's it's really interesting because you know Apple wouldn't have the platform that they do uh, and the leverage that they do if if people weren't buying the devices so that they can play these games and use these apps and and things like that. So uh, to me, it's it's really interesting for the big company that's making all of the money off of the hardware. Uh, and claims to only care about the hardware to to sit here and say, well, if you're not going to play by our rules in the software uh, realm, we're just we're not going to let you play anymore. And it's like, well, but you need you. <laughs> it's it's on the backs of of the many that that you are able to uh, 
to to kind of reign tall over over everybody else but uh yeah it's just it's it's interesting but you know at, at the same time we have an event coming up uh next week and uh there's lots of rumors around that and by the time this podcast uh hits uh, we will be recording yet another podcast to talk about uh, possibly everything that hit, uh, but I don't know how much that that really affects us in in the DevOps space. You know, on on what's released in in mostly iPad, a personal tech, new Apple Watches. Yeah, not very yeah. much. I mean, I love my Apple Watch. I use it all the time for biking and swimming. Hopefully, one day again, pools open again. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> the iPads are are of interest because especially with the uh, you know the distance learning and, and remote learning, um, iPads have become one of those de facto computer replacements um, because they can do most of the things uh, that that a student might need to to do uh, and or in combination with a with a phone you know be able to to hop on a Zoom call or or teams or, or whatever the platform may be and also you know type up a document and search the internet and, and do all of those other things to write up reports and, and things like that so i i'm i guess i'm glad that that we're at we're where we're at with the technology uh today versus you know the iphone being released what 10 years ago and we didn't even have an ipad and, and uh, laptops were big and and heavy uh, and short lifespan, uh, and at that capable, and uh, we've we've come a long way in a decade. Definitely, I mean, uh, there might be no new iPhones next week, but there was a new iPhone today. Uh, someone in my house got a iPhone SE to replace an old iPhone SE. Got they got the new one. Uh, all their saved up uh, babysitting and uh, birthday money from uh, last year. So uh, nice. New school year off with a new phone, which has got the same iPhone 11 brains, but in a iPhone 8 body. Yeah, the weight is right, the size is right. It's it's a really nice phone, and uh, someone's someone's excited. It's always a nice day when you save up your money and buy your own uh, iPhone. Dad's happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and and you know we're getting closer uh, on Big Sur finalization. I, I think they have that. They kind of aim for October for that release, uh, and generally we we see a few new machines in October. And maybe it'll be later well. because it might be um, a little later. But yeah, I mean the iPhone announcement might be in October, and maybe they always do macOS after. And with Big Sur the way it is, it might be delayed a little bit. Um, the struggle there, and I I mean I was in retail sales for for a decade, is is that uh, they kind of have to get product announced and and shipping in time for for the holidays. And even though we may all be trapped inside apple is still very hopeful that we're all going to buy each other new fancy macbook pros or or whatever yeah, well, there might be some new shipping. arm or apple silicon uh you know new new max it'll be interesting you know it's we're back to another uh transitional time uh similar to where we were with the power pc to intel transfer uh you know we saw uh, a lot of uh a lot of changes uh, staggered staggered over a two year period, and I, I think uh, that's kind of what Apple announced at WWDC back in back in the beginning of the summer. So I suspect we'll see something similar here. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, Apple doesn't stop working, and they got a lot of different divisions. And uh, you know, it was very recently they they announced the Apple Final Cut ten four nine. So I'm still dealing with the good and bad from that uh, release. They finally uh, came up with a 
a very well supported proxy workflow to make uh, small versions of the files so you could upload them to your cloud drive like PostLab, which we're using uh, with a lot of the clients. And um, yeah, just uh, figuring out new workflows and everybody's working at home and you know trying to edit video together uh, remotely. So it's been very busy uh, trying to figure out uh, uh, you know, good workflows uh, for that. But uh, thanks to our friends at Hedge, uh, that's been been definitely helpful uh, with PostLab. And I've been testing out some Accusys uh, Thunderbolt hardware at home, uh, which is like uh, shared Thunderbolt storage. So you can use XN and share that. And also been testing some Synology stuff. And, you know, <laughs> everybody's got to hopefully not surrounded by piles of drives. So whether it's a NAS or a SAN or some kind of shared storage or cloud storage, we're trying to organize all of our stuff in a uh, logical or reasonable way, we hope. <laughs> There's been some incremental things that Apple's kind of been slowly feeding out there, like even their FleetSmith acquisition. You know, the, the user documentation is now out officially on the Apple uh, site, which is just kind of surreal. <laughs> yeah, they did that really quickly. That was... Uh, yeah. I don't. I haven't seen Apple bite into a company and spit it out in a, in a in a way that's. Oh, okay. It's the Apple version of that now. I mean, that, that was quick. I mean, yeah. It's 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 going to be interesting to see uh, how that affects other uh, MDM vendors. Yeah. Now they're an MDM vendor, so. Um, yeah, because they yeah they're they're once again competing in the space that that you know they they claim that they would never step into. Oh, they run their own Apple stores. How did that work out for Apple re- for you know non-Apple right. Apple retail stores, third-party <laughs> resellers? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I know I'm no longer an Apple re- reseller. So what happened, what JD? I I don't know. It's tough to to not make money selling selling a, a very expensive product, but <laughs> uh, that 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 was the business model, and it's just not not workable. So uh, yeah. we move on. <laughs> yeah, I mean. When, when Final Cut 7 was discontinued and my clients were thinking about Premiere or Final Cut 10 and it came down to, you know, do you dance around the, you know, large King Kong uh, or do you sort of follow in its shadow very quickly? And so the decision was made to follow in the shadow very quickly. And uh, <laughs> and uh, that's, that's always been a safer strategy, I think. Uh, don't fight against Apple. Either go with or go in the other direction as fast as you can. But... Uh, uh, yeah, Apple makes decisions kind of quickly sometimes, and you got to go with it. It has been interesting, you know. Even even for we were talking earlier uh, about you know FileMaker, right? And they they've mm-hmm. spun spun this back off into Claris uh, and and let Claris uh, kind of run this. But uh, you know, FileMaker nineteen came out you know back in May in the, in the middle of <laughs> of this uh, whole pandemic and and. Uh, it's kind of interesting to just see how a platform like that even, uh, which is, is quite old and has been through, you know, geez, what, basically three different versions of operating system plus Windows, uh, now in, into iOS and iPadOS, uh, just keep chugging along. So this remote workforce or, or distributed workforce doesn't seem to have, have slowed down uh, a lot of the software development that's going on out there for, for the various platforms. I'm uh, <laughs> just wondering uh, if Apple's ever going to come out with that uh, find my uh, thing, find my uh, lost item. Uh, what were they working on? AirTags or something, some kind of Bluetooth or um, Wi-Fi, I guess. Uh, 
like a tile competitor or yeah i i think it was a a, a tile uh competitor for that and uh using uh ble or uh, the bluetooth low low power uh mode and i know like bluetooth 5 uh has come out and it'll be interesting to see how much support for for bluetooth 5 uh will be in coming products a lot of times apple's an early adopter for these things well, yeah, I mean, I noticed yeah, the Wi-Fi 6, I think, was in the iPhone 11, mm-hmm. and I noticed it. I was just looking at the specs on the SE again because it's pretty much the iPhone 11, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I don't think I have any Wi-Fi 6 to, like, you know, I don't have any Wi-Fi 6 routers, and are people buying Wi-Fi 6 routers? Are they out there? Are they? Is this a thing, that 802.11.ax, or is it Wi-Fi 6, you know, what is yeah, I mean they they are out there. Um, I've spec'd out a couple of wireless network configurations where where we option that just for future forward compatibility. I think the hardware is stabilized. I, I gave a talk about this uh, last year about what what good Wi-Fi meant in in 2019, and uh, and that was just the introduction of Wi-Fi six. And I think the hardware is stabilized. I don't think people are ready to pay for it, but just upgrading their current Wi-Fi to, you know, centrally managed controllers that, that talk to each other with wireless access points that balance uh, channels and, and radio signals and, and power can make a huge difference. Uh, I know a lot of the inquiries I've had lately is, is to improve home Wi-Fi because you've got folks that are, are working from home and families that are, are working from home and a lot more devices, you know, on a home network. If you've got a, a laptop and an iPad, uh, uh, an iPhone, and, a, and an Apple Watch, that's four devices for a single person. And then you probably also have the, the gaming station, the TV, and all the other devices that add up. You can A family of four can, can very easily overwhelm a single wireless access point. So, Tell me about it. <laughs> having, having better Wi-Fi and, and distributed Wi-Fi... Uh, uh, in your abode can can help uh, with that. So and uh, mesh systems are are interesting, uh, and I've installed a few of them, and and they're okay for kind of spreading out the Wi-Fi. But it 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 definitely is back to the uh, the repeater days of uh, you know one one person shouting to the next person on the next hilltop uh, to get your signal across. So. So if you can still get a cable between the two access points or uh, what have you, that, that still seems to be a better a better deal for the internets um, and just faster, more bigger pipes, right? So we're we're starting to see uh, more fiber uh, get installed he- around here, uh, which is kind of a an old new development. Uh, Twenty years ago, uh, we we were the first to have what they called the terabyte triangle, which was a uh, triangular uh, block portion of our downtown that all all the buildings were fed with uh, fiber optic that was uh, quickly decimated by our local cable company because monopolies are awesome <laughs> but it's coming back it's a bit of a struggle there uh, yes yes uh, a public service uh, a good to be shared by all uh, versus uh, profits of um corporations okay yes uh, sorry so, somehow that topic has come back around again <laughs> <laughs> uh yes uh the ability to make money and the ability to uh, help people should not be in contradiction but uh, sometimes they are um certain societies more than others anyway moving right along to the <laughs> moving right along yeah. <laughs> so uh, we have continued with the uh the book club which uh, meets at 
at uh, noon Pacific Daylight Time at this point in time, UTC minus seven, right? Yes. On on the Mac DevOps uh, Discord. We've had some really interesting conversations as we cover uh, DevOps for dummies. Yeah, we've had uh, some good participation. Uh, lots of different people have joined us from around the world. Uh, and uh, it's been really fun to talk about. Uh, I mean, we're not software developers, uh, but we can apply the lessons of DevOps to our workflows and daily lives. And uh, I think a lot of it is psychology 101, how to uh, get teams to work together, how to work well with others. And, and then the basics of other things that we just don't like to to think about doing, planning, <laughs> planning, planning, documentation, more yeah. planning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the chapter we were talking about today, planning, was awesome. Uh, identifying project challenges and constraints, talking about schedules and budgets. And I mean... Yeah, it's sometimes great to put yourself in the minds of others and how they see and just get all the different uh, groups together. And if you don't have all the groups, just trying to imagine the groups and working on what their requirements would be. And uh, I've, I've been, yeah, I, I have to say I've learned things. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm almost more empathetic of other people and their issues and their problems. <laughs> it's, it's been, just, uh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. It's been great. It's it's. Uh, you know, in some sad way, it's 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 like giving me vocabulary for things I didn't know that I either knew or didn't know. But it's it's Emily Freeman has done a great job of just defining the the situations, the problems, the issues, and the strategies around it. And where she's not defining it herself, she's explaining and clarifying. And yeah, Emily's done a great job. This book is just a, a joy and a delight to read. And um, it's it's well laid out and and I'm having a blast talking about it every week with UJD and our uh, you know cast of not thousands not hundreds you know <laughs> not hundreds it's the it's hand, a it's a handful. small handful of, of folks that that join us but we do encourage you to 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 join us and uh, even if you haven't read the book uh, you know we'll we'll talk about whatever that that week's chapter is I'm sure uh, you all have. Uh, imp- uh, input uh, in in situations and the scenarios that that are relevant. So we we deal with this in our daily lives all the time, and and uh, it is nice to have uh, some verbiage uh, and uh, ideas. And we've behind, sent uh, behind some it. books to people that have asked for books, and uh, every speaker from the last Mac DevOps got a book. So you know, there's potentially a cast of. Uh, hundreds and thousands of hundreds of people uh, that have a book and could discuss it, but you're all welcome to join us without having read the book. Like uh, JD said, uh, these are common topics that we're all, you know, have something to say and add. And, you know, it it might devolve in me reading the book out loud, you know, the book club, I read out loud, you know, um, that would be an audio book. It'd be an audio book. Whoa, JD, (laughs) I just invented audio books. You invented audio books. Congratulations. Chapter eight. Designing features from a DevOps perspective. Adopting DevOps is all about love. No, I wrote that. Um, yeah. No, it's a great book. Emily's awesome. Emily Freeman, DevOps for Dummies. We are but mere um, servants to her words. She is cool. Yeah. It's been fun. Good excuse to hang out because I know we're all super busy and families and work and just everything going on. And yeah, you know, this weird thing called the global pandemic. Uh, it's a little stressful, so. It's an excuse to get together and talk. So I, we appreciate anyone who makes a few minutes to come and join us. And we we, we welcome all comers. Uh, I, I will say it's been the quietest summer for uh, Monkey Report updates. I mean, uh, Arian must be hanging out on the beach right now, uh, chilling in his little super surfing shed because uh, I have not seen an update or anyone 
talk about updates in a long time and occasionally in the last few months it was just like what there's an update what another update what oh there's an update to fix the update <laughs> you know Aryan's like testing production is his test you know why make a beta version no one's going to test it just push it out there but <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he hasn't burned himself out either. In, in no, his, I think he's uh, taking a well-deserved rest. Uh, with perfect, excellent. Uh, yeah, so I, I was, I was, I mean, I'm happy not to have that to update amongst all the other things right now. So uh, I've been happy for that. Um, I finally did a big upgrade to Catalina on my XN system, which was sitting at 10:13, and uh, while well, the clients were at 10:14, so I finally said. I want to be ready for not updating to 10.11 or macOS 11, Big Sur, 10.16, whatever. So to be prepared to not update to 10.16 or 11, I was like, always update to the one just before it that I've been avoiding for a year. So always be one behind uh, at least. So uh, yeah, that that was that was that went pretty well actually. Uh, XN still exists and uh, server app exists, and yeah, the update went well except for. As soon as I updated, and it took a long time to do some updates to get there, but uh, then I saw that it was causing kernel panics for everyone. And uh, but luckily, the supplemental update was was just around the corner. But yeah, that's you never want to go. Okay, I've been putting off doing this update for a long time, and then all of a sudden, then you hear there's like, oh, there's some major problems. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you you kind of hope that uh, you know n minus one of of uh, yeah present OS is is fairly stable, but. Uh, yeah, that's not always the case. <laughs> I used to always say that, uh, you know, if you want to be on the bleeding edge, you're going to have a bloody nose. So I try not to be on the bleeding edge for production too much, you know, uh, except for my monkey report updates. Update often, update early, update always. Uh, but yeah, Aryan, just keep enjoying that beach. And uh, there's been some monkey changes uh, for the future, getting ready for a new OS. And I guess we'll see um, as as the fall rolls into winter, how things develop and change and, and uh how we're dealing with our relocatable Python and how we're dealing with our scripting languages and how uh, ARM transition happens. And At least it'll be cooler for the laptops so that they can enroll. <laughs> yes, we as we leave our computers outside in, in wintertime <laughs> so that they can... Yeah, I mean, uh, when all the kecks become sex, you know, the, the transition, we call it the kecks to sex migration, uh, you know, system extensions are the new, are the new thing. We'll see how that happens, how that goes along, and how. Just say that carefully. That's all I can can suggest. Uh, yes, um, it's exciting times as always. I think. I think that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, we will see you next week. If you want to sponsor the Mac DevOps podcast, uh, just give us a shout at hello at mdoyvr.com. We'll be accepting sponsorships for the podcast and for the next year's conference. Thank you to our Mac DevOps YVR 2020 sponsors. Our sponsors for Mac DevOps YVR, the conference 2020. Mac Stadium, our platinum sponsor. Thank you so much for helping us out. Sauce Labs, our gold sponsor, Simple MDM, our silver sponsor, and Adigy, our bronze sponsor, as well as Elastic, our community sponsor. Thank you so much. Uh, we couldn't do it without you, and uh, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today for the Mac DevOps podcast. Thank you to our guests, and thank you to our co-hosts. Today's episode was edited by JD Strong. Please like and share this podcast on your favorite podcast service. I didn't do this for the Muffets. <laughs>